You know, the only problem with this thing, you can't turn it off. <laughs> you have to let the little sound play out, which I hate. You don't like, like, yeah, okay, I don't care about that, and it won't stop. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Our sound effects budget needs to be increased. I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. It is Mash Matters. It is a mini episode because I don't know about you, Jeff, but I am busy. Well, <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> you're busy. You're a very busy man. You are, as opposed to me sitting at home in my underwear, looking at golf balls. That's what I do. You, however, have things to do. You're running around, you're in plays, you're you're doing all this stuff, and, and you're very involved in rehearsal and things like that. That's amazing. Yeah. I am. I am involved in a production right now at the uh, local university here in Southern Illinois. I'm uh, in a production of To Kill a Mockingbird, and uh, that's going to be coming up the first weekend of December. So if you are in the uh, Southern Illinois area and would like to come see To Kill a Mockingbird, you can see me be the most vile human being on stage. I get to play Bob Ewell. And if you're not familiar with the book uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, or if it's been a while since you have read it, Bob Ewell is essentially the villain. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a nice human being in this show. But Jeff, as you probably know, it's it's sometimes fun to play the bad guy, even, even bad guys who are as vile and uh, despicable as Bob Ewell. It is fun to play a bad guy. I, however, would never play a bad guy. I just wouldn't do it because I'm such a wonderful human being <laughs> that it would be impossible for me to even go there emotionally at, uh, under any circumstances whatsoever. It must be easier for you, uh, Ryan, uh, but for me, <laughs> I I just don't have an enemy. Wait, but, what are you saying about me then? What are you saying here? Huh? Well, I don't know. I let let the listeners decide what they may. I'm not, you know, suggesting <laughs> anything. I'm just telling the truth. All right, okay. But I would suggest everybody who is in that area to please go see Ryan, the bad guy, the miserable human being <laughs> on stage, uh, if you're in the area. And you can even actually, they have a little booth. You can actually kill a mockingbird if you want to. They have them there. You're flying around. You you get three shots for a dollar. Yes. Yeah, and, three uh, shots for a buck. Yeah. <laughs> or you can bring your own mockingbird and, and shoot them there. <laughs> It's cheaper. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is about to be hunting season here in this area. So, you know, you're not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the the rehearsal process for this production has been a, uh, a little more intensive than I expected. And because of that, my schedule is crazy. And so because of that, we are not able to give you a full episode this time around. You know, we, we said in, in the last episode that the next episode was going to be the season three recap or we would celebrate season three and talk about those episodes and we have had so many listeners send us in emails and post on facebook and twitter what their favorite season three episodes are and why and we will be getting to a lot of those comments coming up but because of all of that's involved with the production of that episode i just don't have time to do it <laughs> you know maybe we should we should hire help or something you know if anybody's out there and would like to work for free and do all this work please for free contact yeah 
free. We can't pay you. No, 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 pay you. No, when no. We no. started this. We had a twenty-five dollar budget, and we blew all of that in that gift card that we gift sent card. to Dave. Yeah, but we didn't want to just miss and not put out an episode when we promised. So, first of all, I want to say before we get into uh, the the story, you know, this past week was Veterans Day, and uh, since uh, Mash, uh, of course, is a military comedy, we'd be remiss if we did not say to all the veterans out there, thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice and all that you do to help protect this great nation. And to our uh, our listeners overseas, uh, thank you to all of your veterans as well. Yes. Very good. Very good. Jeff here, uh, since we are just doing a short little episode, I thought maybe we could uh, share a story that for some reason in my mind, I thought we had shared already, but I think we just mentioned early on in the run of MASH Matters that we were going to tell this story sometime at some point and we just never got around to it. So would love to hear the story of where the name Igor came from. <laughs> Yes, where the name Igor came from. Well, it's a rather long story, Ryan, so I'm not sure <laughs> we can we have the time in this mini episode. Oh, but we have plenty of time. Let's give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, Private Igor Straminsky uh, had that name, and uh, it came from a very um, far away place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it started. It started way back. Uh, when I worked at 20th Century Fox in the print department. And the print department at 20th Century Fox was the place where all of the scripts that were used by all of the productions on the lot were printed. So this little kind of weird little cramped room, which was way at the back of the studio, you had to go you go into the very nice uh, front of the studio, and then you had to go way back at the very back of the studio that bordered uh, on a neighborhood. So that was the back of the studio, and we could look out in that little print shop. You'd look out and see a bunch of apartments, actually, behind the studio. So when I was first hired at 20th Century Fox, my dad actually helped me get a job there in the print department because he knew I wanted to be involved in show business. I did not, however, want to be involved in the print business <laughs> at, at all under any circumstances. But that was a way to get in, to get on the lot. So I agreed to do mm -hmm. it. This was, a, as I say, it was a small cramped room. There were about eight Multilith machines in there. And you could Google Multilith machines, but basically they're a great big machine. It looks like a rhinoceros that prints things. So you put a master in it and a wheel goes around and a bunch of paper and it flies through and it actually prints whatever is on that master. So this is before big Xerox copy machines, right? They There were Xerox machines, but these were things that were kind of industrial printers because there were so many productions and so many pages that had to be printed. A, a Xerox machine couldn't handle it. Right. So these things were professional uh, rhinoceroses that printed <laughs> scripts. And um, they were awful. Because uh, you had to clean the drum that they had on it with gasoline. So not only was this little room oh small gosh. and cramped, filled with paper all over the floor, but also the scent and odor of gasoline was almost overwhelming. Oh. Uh, so people had to go outside a lot. <laughs> this would not be allowed today. People would be arrested if they knew this was going on. So 
I'm sure that's not the case anymore. <laughs> but it was a it was a pretty awful little place, really, filled with possibilities of being injured. Uh, the mm -hmm. print machines would sometimes grab your hand and you know take a finger off. Or, <laughs> it was a it was a semi dangerous place to be, really. Wow. <laughs> but it was loaded with a bunch of young wacko people who all we all kind of wanted to be part of show business and get on the lot. So no matter what we were doing, we agreed to do it. Uh, there was a guy who wanted, to, another guy wanted to be an actor. He was terrific. His name was Chuck Lockwoodera, and he eventually became quite a uh, famous disc jockey. Hmm. And he's still around doing stuff. Another gentleman was a brilliant uh, flamenco guitarist, and he was in there and he played guitar every once in a while for everybody. So there were a lot of there was a lot of talent. People that wanted to be in showbiz and were attracted to being on a lot were working there. So every day at lunch, <clears throat> we would race out the door so we could breathe <laughs> and we'd sit around a, a little patio and there was a, a little round table that we sat around and we had our lunch. And this was at a period of time where 20th Century Fox began to sort of want to compete with Universal Studios. So they opened up a tour. Uh, they didn't have all the pretty stuff that Universal had. All they had was a bunch of sound stages, but they were going, oh, well, what the heck? <laughs> See what happens. So they opened up a tour, and the tour meant you sat on a big bus, and the bus would roam around the lot, and I guess eventually they'd stop somewhere, and, and you could walk into a set, and they'd talk about a set, and you'd get back on the bus, and they'd take you away. So every day, we'd sit out at lunch, and... uh We'd watch these tour buses go by and we'd think, okay, tour buses. There was also around this table in the middle of the patio was a huge chain that was, it came up from the ground and it wrapped around the legs of the table as if the table was valuable. <laughs> it was not valuable. It was a rusted out old clunky thing. Okay, we're going to start these tours, but make sure we chain down the table so that these people don't take them, okay? <laughs> don't, yeah, exactly, exactly. This was the most ridiculous thing to chain down I've ever seen in my life. So one day I'm thinking, you know, this is pretty wild. And I, I had a little craziness to me. And um, I was actually able to undo the chain from the table. It was quite long. I mean, it was a, there was a lot of chain curl around the thing. So I undid the whole thing and I wrapped it around my foot or my leg. And when one of the tour buses went by, I ran out towards the tour bus, waving my arms, going, ah, 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 and running at the tour bus like some kind of monster crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I, people were snapping pictures of me because it was the only thing to look at. I mean, otherwise, they were looking at a rusty table with a bunch of guys eating cheeseburger. <laughs> so I would, I would do this, and the tour bus went by, and uh, my friends, of course, they're falling on the floor. So I get back to the table, and they were all laughing and going hysterical because it was just, you know, ah, that was funny. Do it again tomorrow. <laughs> so the next day, I did it again. And the bus stopped, which kind of scared me because I didn't, I didn't mean for the bus to stop. And the bus driver gets out of the bus and he comes right towards me in kind of a very, you know, very bold way. And he says, excuse me. I say, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm just having fun. No, no. Uh, can you do this again at 2.30 this afternoon? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, well, the people seem to like it. You know, they laugh and they take a lot of pictures and everything. So could you do it later? I said, well, I don't know. I'll work on it. But thank you. I went back and I sat down. And my friends then nicknamed me at the table there, 
Igor. So then they would call me and they say, hey, Igor, tomorrow let's do the bus thing. Igor, (laughs) go out there, Igor. Go on, Igor. So they named me way back then the name Igor. Okay, so cut to a million years later, and we're on the set of MASH, Mm -hmm. and uh, we were just kind of talking, and actually I was talking with Roy Goldman, who was one of the funniest human beings on the face of the earth. And we were laughing about stuff and just relaxing. And somebody walked in and I walked over and I did that Igor character that I had done when I ran at the bus just for fun. I don't remember why. I don't remember what motivated, but I did. I ran over to somebody going, waving my arms around. He started laughing and he said, hey, Igor, that's great. Igor, wow, that's Igor. So Roy Goldman nicknamed me Igor. And from that time on, that's what he called me, is Igor. Wow. Now, as it happens, most of the writers would, you know, interject things that were happening in the actors' lives uh, and various realities that they were dealing with, and they'd put them in the script. If they were fun, nothing horribly tragic, but things that they would be amused by, they would put them in the script. Right. So one of the writers heard that, and suddenly I was named Igor. And that's how it happened. Ta-da! How about that? How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Holy moly. And I want to tell you, was that a story or what? Yes, it was. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So really, Roy Goldman named me Igor, and the writers picked it up and, and decided to call me Igor. And then we learned um, from, uh, who did we learn that from? Uh, John Rappaport. John Rappaport, that the executive producer, Burt Metcalf, gave me my last name, Straminsky. So that's right. There you go. Yes, you can hear the story of how Igor got his last name in our conversation with John Rappaport. That's in episode 10. And you mentioned Roy Goldman. We talk about him at length in episode six. And so Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can also listen to all of our episodes at mashmatterspodcast.com. And uh, well, hey, thanks for sharing that story. I, I really enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for this mini episode. We'll be back next time with our season three celebration, followed by the much anticipated episode 28. (laughs) And then on the horizon, we have some pretty big things coming your way, and I think you're going to like them. Yeah, you really are going to like these are good big things coming up. In the meantime, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, at mashmatterspodcast.com. You can listen to these episodes on YouTube, and you can also leave a voicemail at 513-436-4077. Or just come over to the house. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Ryan. And until next time, here's looking up your old address. (laughs) 